The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here's your hosts, Kevin Daggett and Lee Vowell. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee, and with me is the star of the show, Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Ready for week one? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what this team's going to look like, but I'm ready for it, yep. <laughs> do you uh do you listen so i guess you know 710 espn like changed their their format starting today i, I guess you probably saw that but uh, brock and Sox still do that podcast every week that you can only get on podcast i was listening to last week's and mike Salk was was talking to brock he was and he made a good point he was like hey brock you're you're a man of faith right and brock was like yeah yeah he's like i i kind of feel that way right now because what i've seen in preseason from the seahawks i have to just take a leap of faith that the team's going to be any good this year because <laughs> what we saw in preseason and we've talked about this we only saw backups and stuff like that but you know we we kind of talked about it on the stacking the box podcast but when the guy was like oh you know um Russell Wilson's been in the system for 10 years, but he hasn't been in the system. I, I literally have no idea what to expect week one from the offense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's <laughs> I, 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 don't, I know they don't hit much in practice anymore, so I don't. we're going to see what happens when these guys take a couple of lumps and, you know, hopefully joints are good. And, and uh, <laughs> I mean, this – who knows? But – yeah, yeah he I, really it, it is a completely the faith. Yeah, I I think that's really important because they don't they don't really hit in practice. I mean, they hit a little bit, nothing like another team hitting you. I mean, and they're all all the main players of the Seahawks are are clearly veterans, so they understand that you know it's a contact sport, yada yada yada. But I mean, going from going in a new offense, going from zero to ten which you have to do in any NFL game if you want to win it. I don't know what to expect from the offense. It kind of worries me. It might be great, or it might be because I guess the Colts don't really know what to expect either. They can't really prep for something that they didn't see in preseason, which was maybe the point of the starters not playing in preseason, but I'm nervous. It might take them a half to to get used to anything, and then by that time, here we go with another Seahawks attempt at a comeback that – normally works out but it could start this week one with a loss and we'll get into that more in a minute but the good news is that Dwayne Brown reworked his contract it was announced today so he's still only signed through 2021 
but he gets seven million dollars more rephrase that seven million dollars guaranteed in 2021 versus four million and he could have a potential payout of 12 million dollars if he meets the incentives which is two million dollars more than he could have made under the non-reworked contract that was a weird way of saying it but anyway got to be happy Dwayne Brown's going to be he was going to play week one no matter what but having a satisfied and happy Dwayne Brown is different right yeah that's the that's the thing. Whatever the money is, the money is. But the guy signed. The guy's happy. He's in practice, and he's going to be ready to go game one. And that is a huge deal for uh, for that blind side of Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm super excited about Brown and and Damian Lewis because I think I think Damian Lewis is a Pro Bowl caliber guard. And on that left side, Brown and Lewis, that may be one of the best left sides of offensive line in the NFL because Brown's already really good. It's weird. He hasn't made a pro bowl except once in a Seahawks uniform, but I think that's more of a popularity contest, but I think Lewis is capable of doing that. And, and I think the right side's okay with Jackson and, and shell, if he can stay healthy. And the biggest question is of course center, which we've talked about before, but yeah, I'm excited that Brown Dwayne Brown is, is reworked and going to play week one. And, We've talked about this too, but and I think you feel the same, but I'm kind of happy you didn't play in preseason. Yeah, actually that is good because he's not he's not a young man. And so, you know, it's um who is that guy that played for uh the Trailblazers? Um oh, I forget his name. He never he never had bad ankles, big huge Eastern European guy. He never he, oh, yeah. he never Oh, what was, I can't think of his name. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I can, I can, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you, but yeah, I, I played for the, he was, he was big when Ralph Sampson played at Virginia. Like, yeah. This is the guy if from- I walked out, if I walked out in the room and asked my wife, she would know his name right off the bat, but he, he never practiced, but he played games and he played great, but he never practiced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he got hurt and we never really saw it. Well, this is a whole different situation but um we never really saw him play healthy in the nba which is kind of a a struggle yeah. but you know it would have been fun to see but um yeah Dwayne brown he will be playing week one which is good a couple of players who aren't playing the seahawks made some moves on tuesday colby parkinson will start this season just like he did last season on ir with the broken foot broken bone in his foot trey brown who's their 2021 NFL draftee at cornerback. He's going to start on IR because he's been having uh, was an ankle injury, foot issue, whatever he's been having all all training camp and preseason. Um, so they're they're and Nigel Warrior, former Tennessee guy. Did he play the entire time at Tennessee? Felt like he left. Did he leave or something? Or did he always? I'm not play? sure, but I liked him when he was there. I mean, him with him and Cam Sutton back there, that was pretty good. That's true. The other Cam, the other Cam Sutton. <laughs> That's right, the other one. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Cam Sutton of the Seahawks, I mean the Seahawks are going in with just I think what they may have three uh, tight ends on their roster by week one, but right now it's just uh, Disley and and um, names escaping me for whatever reason. Oh, uh, Gerald Everett. So I mean they're they're good at tight end, but it's you know if one of those guys gets hurt during the game, I guess. Nick Ballore will have to play tight end and probably do really well. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that Disley's a little bit injury prone. I mean, he did pretty good last year, but I, that's that's a guy that's like, eh, we'll see. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. He finally stayed healthy last year, but they had a lot fewer targets. It was kind of weird. Um, but, but added to the 53 man roster for week one are, is blessed Austin and John Reed, both cornerbacks and Penny Hart, who of course is going to be a, a Seahawk for the next 30 years for some reason. I mean, he's not a bad player, but he also never really does anything. It's just, he's one of those guys like kind of like Nico Thorpe kind of hangs around, but bless Austin and, and John Reed are both cornerbacks. Bless Austin was uh, added to or signed after he was waived by the Jets, which was kind of weird because he, he started 10 games with the Jets last year. Not that the Jets were any good, but he wasn't terrible. And then he started six games the year before that, and they released him even though he might have been a starter. So that seems really strange. And John Reed is just like, eh. So it's almost like the Seahawks still know they're struggling at cornerback because they – since since we had this podcast about a week and a half ago, they have made 30 changes at cornerback. It feels like they've traded Akella Witherspoon. They traded for Sidney Jones. Um, it's just my worry going into 2021 is the fact that we knew this was an issue going into this season, even in the off season. They we thought maybe they addressed it. Maybe they had faith in Witherspoon, but clearly they didn't. DJ Reed was good for really good for half a season last year. I'm I'm totally concerned about the cornerbacks. Yeah, I I can already see the text coming from my buddy Dean Miller. <laughs> Hashtag fire Norton right on <laughs> probably the first half of the first game. But yeah, I I've got a pretty strong feeling, and I, I mean it's probably not really a long shot to say this, but um, the starting cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, one of the starting cornerbacks is not even on the team yet by the end of this. That's going to be there by the end of the season. I've got a real strong feeling. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's a mess back there. And I mean, they're obviously trying to do something, you know, Josh Norman signs with the, with the Niners. I'm like, why, why couldn't we get that guy? I mean, it's not a lot of money. And, you know, as no. we always talk about number 25, Sherman's still out there. I don't know what the deal is, but I just, I just see a lot of third downs being completed to that side of the field and it's not going to be pretty, but you mentioned Nick Ballore. Hey, give him a shot. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. You might be okay. You know, the frustrating thing about you, you hit on it perfectly, which is the fact that I think there's going to be a lot of third down completions, but the, the frustrating thing, and we all know this, going into the game is those third down completions are not going to be passes over the cornerback. They're going to be passes where the cornerback's playing off so much. They complete it in front and pick up a first down. I just don't get that. So yeah, exactly. Norton. I mean, but man, I don't know what at this point to even blame the cornerbacks on Norton because he's like, what what do you want me to do? You keep changing the cornerbacks. It's just such, I don't know. I mean, bless Austin and John Reed being on. Well, one of those guys, you know, can only you can only dress forty six. So maybe some of those, either of those guys, aren't really on the roster for Week One. They're more like reserves or whatever. But it's still the search this late into the off season before, just a few days before Week One is is worrisome. Trey Flowers and DJ Reed are going to have to be really good. Thankfully, the Colts, which we'll get into in a minute. Don't have great receivers, and who knows how their quarterback will do. But uh, Lumen Field announced uh, today, or the Seahawks announced today, that Lumen Field 
you have to have uh, proof of COVID-19 vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test result taken within 72 hours prior to kickoff to attend the game. I mean, it just makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it does to a certain point. That is just that is going to be a cumbersome process, you know, going to a game. I, you know, I don't the whole mass thing. I mean, I'm not it's I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. Um, I just think it's going to be a real pain in the ass. How they, I don't know how they're going to – and you're going to have to wear a mask during the game while you're in the stands too, I think. I, yeah, in accordance mean, with uh, current Washington State and King County mask mandates, fans and staff will also be required to wear masks at all times except while actively rooting for the Seahawks. No, I don't say – except while actively eating and drinking or drinking. I don't know how they're going to enforce that. I mean, is that going to be a um, – narc on your neighbor thing i mean i don't i don't know what and, what and what's the penalty i mean you get kicked out of the game and never return it's right. i don't know it's just i mean i get it because they got to do it to and it's probably to cover your own butt you know and say hey we we told people i mean like where i work we have please wear a mask we can't force you to wear a mask but please wear one you know what i mean and um yeah but that's it good, might be one of those things. But. That's a good question about how they how they enforce it because there's 68,000 people there. You know, if 30,000 of them aren't wearing masks or whatever, I don't know. Well, hopefully you get 68,000 people. I mean, you might have people say, screw this. I'm not going to go that's now. True. But that's who knows? True. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It, I guess we, the fact is it'll be really nice just to have – fans back in this stadium because we didn't have that last year so yeah i was listening to somebody i was forget who it was i was listening to oh was it i think it was might have been mark schlereth talking on some show he's talking about last year they were talking about the fans and he said you know when i put my headphones on they pipe in the music so when i was calling the game i could hear the fans you know that 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 noise but then when i took my headphones off it was nothing and so for those (laughs) those players had nothing you know, they didn't. Yeah. And you talked about how the completion percentages were a lot higher, a lot more touchdowns, less interceptions and things like that without the crowd noise. So I didn't really even realize that. But it'll be interesting to see how that affects affects those uh, statistics this year. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, that may be one reason the offense for the Seahawks got off to such a great start last year and then didn't at the end is because teams didn't have to worry about the fan. They got they could acclimate to what Brian Schottenheimer in a limited way was trying to do and then they could react to it i don't know but one thing that i think that the uh, lumenfield should require is for fans to be manscaped yeah they probably should because it's going to be a very hairy situation if not but <laughs> yeah and although summer is officially officially over i guess you know labor day is the um the uh, official being over of summer not not technically, but they're not officially, but kind of technically. But uh, if, you're, if you're ready to unveil your beach bot, even though summer is uh, on its way out, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Complement your summer bod with a trim from the leading, leader in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with code FANSIDED20. 
It's time to bundle up the Manscaped Performance Package. Inside the package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes a new Lawnmower 4.0. The trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said that. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on off switch, which can engage travel lock. And actually, I accidentally did that. I'm like, this thing's not working. <laughs> and because it wouldn't turn on and the lights blink. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And, and I put something up and I had the travel lock engaged. I was thinking, this thing's a piece of junk. But actually, it was a travel lock. User error, as always. <laughs> also, also gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. Did I mention the trimmer's waterproof, too? In the shower or in the wild, from the chest to the pubes, all the way down to your ball fro, the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker, to chop your worst weeds up top, in your nose, and your ear. The Weed Whacker, also waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. These nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver. Ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost with use Crop Reviver. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Well, we're hoping in week one that the Seahawks escape Indianapolis with a win. Um, I mean, it looks like Carson Wentz is playing, which was a weird situation, right? Like, he, oh, he's not he's going to be out for a long time. And then, bam. Of course, they've had other injury issues with the Colts. So what we're seeing from the Colts is a little bit diminished, um, even though they've gotten some players back. Um, I still I, – I usually pick the Seahawks to lose only because I feel like I'm going to jinx them. But I do have some concerns going into the game, which is – not only that the game's on the road and a 10 a.m. start to start the season, which is kind of odd, but I, I mean the the Colts defensively, the linebacker group for them is really good. Um, I feel like Carson Wentz is a better quarterback under Frank Reich than any other time in his career. So I think he might be improved, even though he's never beaten the Seahawks. So he's like 0 and 6 or something like that. And and the receivers don't scare me, but the Colts overall are still a good team. And being that they are kind of a veteran group on defense, even though they weren't great last year, my biggest concern is the Seahawks offense getting acclimated to real live action against a veteran group. Um, Yeah, the Seahawks are sorry. The Colts don't know what to expect necessarily from the Seahawks offensively, but I'm 
one or two turnovers or three turnovers can change this game. So you have any you have any big concerns going into this game? Yeah, the only concern I have is kind of what we mentioned at the beginning is we don't know what this team's going to look like. And I, I'm i not – Carson Wentz doesn't really scare me that much. He probably will end up missing a lot of time during the season due to injury. But, I mean, I, I hope not. I don't I don't wish injury on anybody. But just he just seems to to get injured quite a bit. Um, you know, T.Y. Hilton, he's, you know, he's getting up there. I mean, he's still a good receiver. I, I don't really have any concerns unless – Unless the Seahawks are just a complete flop, you know, um, I, I just I don't I mean the defense is solid except for that one position that we kind of beat like a dead horse every week. But um, <laughs> I I mean I, I think they are. Um, I think we're pretty solid at running back. I got I mean Carson's good. I think I think Alex Collins just really had a great preseason. I think he's He's a, I always liked the guy, I mean, since college, and I wished it worked out before, but I think it might work out this time with him. Um, you know, Wilson's Wilson. We got Dwayne Brown, and I, I just – I think we're looking good to start the season, and um, I, I don't think – the Colts don't really scare me that much. Yeah, and Carson got – last time he played in Indianapolis is when he got hurt in his rookie season and missed the rest of the season after game four. So I wonder if that plays – who knows with Carson, it might extra motivate him, but, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, a concern I didn't bring up is uh, you mentioned the cornerbacks. I mentioned the cornerbacks. Everybody mentions the cornerbacks when it comes to Seattle, um, is the fact that if Seattle's edge rushers, which they have a bunch of them don't actually get pressure on Wentz, that's, that's bad. So they have to get yeah. pressure. I, I think one thing that's weird is like any any preview I see, it's almost like they haven't watched. They didn't watch Seattle the last half of last year because everybody talks about, oh, if the defense is average, well, the defense was really good the last half of last year. If they and they have most of their players coming back. KJ's gone. He's gone to the Raiders, but Jordan Brooks is potentially even better than KJ Wright in the long run. So I I I get aggravated. I don't know how you are, but I get aggravated by the fact that people poo-poo the Seahawks' defense so much. Yeah, and I think this – I mean, I don't know that Seattle's really ever got a lot of respect nationally other than, you know, that year they won the – but they weren't even getting it that year they won the Super Bowl. The next year they kind of were, but I, I don't – and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's the West Coast, East Coast thing or – but I'm I'm okay with not getting a lot of attention because, you know, if you can come – that way, if if you screw up, it's not oh god, look at they all were this great team, and now they're they're a bunch of idiots. And they can't do anything. But then if you do do well, it's like oh well, hey, who saw that? You know, or they go oh yeah, we knew it. You know, this guy over here, we knew the whole time that the Seahawks were the best. And you know, <laughs> but I I don't mind. It's you know, I'm kind of you know go below the radar and and you know prove yourself. And I know a lot of people you know like to they feel disrespected, but I mean, we all know the Seahawks are the Seahawks. And like you said, we got majority of that defense coming back. And, I mean, I think I think that defensive line and the linebackers is ridiculous, especially with yeah. Nick Ballor. I mean, <laughs> Nick Ballor back there. <laughs> That's right. That safe, safety slash defensive tackle. He's um, the new camp chancellor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. It's, it's just kind of a, a weird thing to, to diss the defense so much, but um, maybe that'll help them. Did, did you see that one ESPN? They ran a whole bunch of thousands of simulations, but the one simulation that they reported had the Seahawks starting off 0 and 9. Yeah, I saw you posted that. I'm like, what, what? Why I probably should even click on this to give me attention. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I know. I looked at it too. I was like, "What the heck? It doesn't make any. That doesn't make any sense." That's what was so ridiculous about it. Um, so so hopes, and I'm gonna flip flop on this because I have hopes that the the offense, even though it started off really well last year, tanked at the end. I mean, it did. My hope is that this year it's a lot more versatile. You don't know what's expecting. And I think that really helps the offense. I, I think Russell Wilson's numbers will go down, but I think the offense will go will be better overall. I think Carson's going to have a big game against the Colts. I think he's going to have a big season. But I, I see him not only running the ball quite a bit, but catching passes out of the backfield. I think my biggest hopes going into week one are that the offense is going to be good. Chris Carson's going to be great, and they're going to get a lot of pressure on Wentz. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they get like those edge rushers. They, they got pressure there. I mean, the backups and, you know, if they start a few guys, but they got pressure on some of these quarterbacks during the preseason. And so I think I think we'll get pressure on them. And then you got Adams coming in and he's going to screw things up for people. And um, I, I see that guy getting 15 sacks this year if he stays healthy. I mean, it's just he's a mess back there. Just because you have to account for all the rest of the edge rushers and you can kind of come exactly. in and clean up. Exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, let's hope he stays healthy. Quandre Diggs is the only one who's kind of holding in at this point, but he seems to be ready to play week one. I think they're they're pretty much set. I, I mean, the only thing that concerns me is the quarterbacks. We might be completely wrong. The Colts score 40 points on the defense, and we're like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be that season where everything changes after this season. But – um predictions for so i i put out some kind of article yesterday and you know i'm I'm not a great writer so who knows what i said but i think i ended up having the seahawks going 12 and 5 winning the division and and usually i'm not that hopeful but they should win with a 17 game season which is weird they should win 11 or 12 games even though because i think the rams are uh and yes i'm going against what we said stack stack the box I actually had them. We both had them second, but I think they're going to win the division. But I think the Rams lost a whole bunch on defense. They lost their defensive coordinator. They're going to be better at quarterback, but I think they're third in the division. I think the 49ers are one game behind just because of the quarterback situation, one game behind the Seahawks. And I think the Cardinals are decent, but fourth in the division. So I do have the Seahawks going 12 and five. Um, they went 12 and four last year, 12 and five. If everybody stays healthy, if Russell Wilson gets hurt, they're they're awful. Um, but you have any predictions for the final record? Yeah, I'm about with you on that one. If there may be one more loss, but I, I mean the the Titans, the Packers, you know, those are going to be the bike. Who knows what the Vikings are going to do? I mean, there's some there's some questionable games out there that. That uh, and I do not like. It was that Steelers the last game, right? I do not yeah. like that at all. I, I don't Pittsburgh. like having that. Yeah, I don't like that having that tough of a game at the end of the year. But you know, and I think we could win the. I think you know the Rams are pretty predictable. The Cardinals are pretty. The I think the wild card in this division is the 
is the 49ers because they're stupid good. I mean, they got all kinds of talent, but are they going to stay healthy? And like you said, what's the deal at quarterback? I mean, Garoppolo, I mean, Garoppolo is Garoppolo. And then what are they going to do the, the, uh, you know, switch the quarterback thing? I've heard people talking about is that, that didn't work at the UW way back, in, you know, <laughs> way back in the day when Don James used to try that. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. But if they, you know, last year we thought they were going to be good and they got injured. So we'll see. But I think they are, they got a lot of talent on that team and, and Shanahan's a shifty nickel. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. But I've got high hopes for the Hawks this year. It's going to be a brutal division. And if you look, I was looking at the whole NFC conference. It's just a, that conference is just ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Packers, the Vikings. It's just stupid. Who knows what the Saints are going to do? I mean, you know, Winston could come out and have a second career. I don't, I don't yeah. really see that, but who knows? He could. I mean, yeah, especially under Sean Payton. I, I agree. I don't think he's, he's never going to be what people thought he might be when he started, but I agree. I think he might come out and, I mean, the Rams have a, they, they have a brutal schedule too. It's, it's kind of a, like you were saying, it's, it's kind of, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFC, but there's so many that are top heavy. They're really, really good. Uh, the AFC has probably more teams that are good, but they don't have as many really good teams as the NFC. And it seems like the Seahawks play every one of them. So yep. every uh, year. Yep. But anyway, well, I guess we'll be back next week and hopefully talking about a Seahawks win or crying over a Seahawks loss. But as always, Kevin has the final two words. Go Hawks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.